Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast where we remember and celebrate all things and everything classic TV. Ever since we did the review of the Mamas and Papas first album recently, if you can believe your eyes and ears, I've been thinking a lot about Cass Elliot, particularly that ugly, nasty, hateful rumor that has followed her memory, her legacy, ever since her death. And I just want to take the time to address that rumor today in this episode. Now, this episode might not change anything. It might not reach anyone who needs to be reached in regard to this. But then again, you never know. I just really feel strongly about doing this particular episode Um, right now in regard to Cass, I just want to just basically talk about just what did happen to Cass Elliot. How and why did Cass Elliot pass away? Now, of course, everyone I'm sure knows all about the ugly, hateful rumor that she choked to death on a ham sandwich. Well, that's a lie. Always has been. And I want to take the time right now to go into depth, do a deep dive about exactly what did happen to Cass Elliot. Now, Cass Elliot died on the 29th of July in 1974. She was 32 years old. She died in her sleep. She was in London. Actually, she was playing uh, at the Palladium. And she did two shows she performed for two nights. She show, she sold out both of her shows and received a standing ovation each night. Cass Elliot really honestly went through a lot within her time in the Mamas and the Papas. I think that's one reason why her solo career meant so much to her. And when she was such a success at the Palladium, she knew that she had really made it. She had gone, you know, the Mamas and Papas broke up in 1968 and she was the first one to leave the group. She'd had enough of John, she had enough of Michelle, and she'd had enough of Denny for different reasons. I mean, for one thing, she was madly in love with Denny Dordery, and uh, he didn't feel the same way. However, he had an affair with Michelle Phillips. She felt very betrayed by both of them because, you know, Cass confided in Michelle. Michelle knew how she felt about Denny, but she slept with him anyway. And as for John Phillips, John bullied her constantly. He didn't even want her in the group from the very beginning. He made every excuse in the book to not want Cass to be in the Mamas and the Papas. Oh, her eyes are too close together. Oh, her voice doesn't match my material. But at the end of the day, the only reason why he didn't want her in the group was because of her size. He didn't want an overweight Jewish girl dragging down his group. Now, he wanted another woman in the group. He wanted it to be a quartet, but he just didn't want Cass Elliot to be a part of it. Cass really became a member of the group because Denny, Denny and Cass had been in the mug wumps together. They were briefly in that group in 1964, and he really wanted to sing with her again. They remained good friends. Michelle was looking for a girlfriend because since she'd married John, she didn't have any. She wasn't around her sister very much. And she wanted a girlfriend because all she was around was John's friends. And of course, they were all guys. So basically, due to the pressure of Michelle and Denny, that's how Cass ended up becoming a member of the Mamas and the Papas. Of course, when the group hit superstardom, 
Cass became the most popular member of the group. And that too made John upset. He did everything he could to berate her and belittle her. All he had to do was listen to Creaky Alley, which was a big major hit in 1967. Just listen to that one line that you hear in that song three times. And no one's getting fat except Mama Cass. Now, if you go over to YouTube and watch the Ed Sullivan performance that they did singing that song in June of 1967, you will see where the camera focuses on Cass two of the times that they sing that line, which I found so disrespectful. I mean, it's bad enough that that line was put in the song anyway by John, but for the camera to focus on her, to pan to her twice... And then in their first performance, which was in December of 1966 on The Sullivan Show, well, John introduced the group. He introduced Michelle as a a Mexican gypsy princess, I believe. And then he introduces Cass as a mushroom. And there were some people in the audience who kind of giggled, kind of snickered a little bit, but Cass definitely looked insulted. And, you know, I really felt for her. Of course, that little quote-unquote mushroom ended up singing lead on Words of Love right afterwards and killed it. Magnificent performance. And then there was another, like a flyer or poster for the Mamas and the Papas, and they made Cass, she was represented by being a drum. So she received a lot of disrespect when she was in that group. That's why she wanted out. By 1968, she'd had enough. She wanted out, and that's why she wanted to embark on a solo career. And by 1974, her solo career was really looking good. I mean, she had you know, been doing solo material, releasing albums and records. She'd been performing. I mean, she was on variety shows at the Carol Burnett Show and laughing. She had been on game shows like Match Game. She was in the Scooby-Doo cartoons, the Scooby-Doo movies, rather, Although I must admit that in some of those cases, too, she was really made fun of and disrespected. I mean, in the Scooby-Doo movies, you had Scooby and Shaggy making fun of her, making fun of her weight. The Carol Burnett show, they had skits in there where they're making fun of her weight. When she was on the Mike Douglas show before he brought her out, you know, he's telling, you know, saying to the audience, oh, well, I'm going to feel thin today. So Cass didn't have an easy road. She did not have an easy road. I mean, the Mamas and Papas brought her success, fame, and she was able to sing what she loved to do. But, I mean, it was really difficult on her. I mean, when she recorded Words of Love for the second album, John Phillips made her just sing that song so many times over and over again, just for no reason until she actually collapsed. She actually passed out. So that's why Kaz's solo career meant so much to her. Plus, it meant, you know, financial security for herself and for her child, Owen. So she was a very happy woman when she was so successful over at the Palladium in London. That night, she called Michelle Phillips. She was in tears. She was so happy that she had done so well. And she just knew that she was headed for greater things. Sadly, somewhere in the early morning hours of the 29th of July, she passed away. Well, actually, I went and I did my homework on this. I researched it. I looked up the exact cause of Cass's death. Now, according to the coroner, Keith Simpson, 
Cass died of, and I wrote it down so I can read it verbatim. She died of fatty myocardial degeneration due to obesity. She died of a left-sided heart. She died of left left-sided heart failure. She had a heart attack, which developed rapidly. These were his words, Keith Simpson. So basically, Cass died because her heart just pretty much gave out. And not only that, I mean, Cass, it got to the point where Cass was doing a lot of really extreme dieting, especially when she went solo. Cass would go on these extreme diets, bless her heart. I mean, she would not eat. A really good way to find out more about Cass Elliott is to check out the book, Dream a Little Dream of Me, The Life of Mama Cass Elliott. It's by Edie Fiegel. I think I'm spelling her, uh, pronouncing her last name correctly. It's F-I-E-G-E-L. First name spelled E-D-D-I. I have this book. I mentioned it in the episode about, you know, their first album. I couldn't think of the title or the author's name, but I looked it up. It's a great way to find out about Cass's life. I remember reading in that book that Cass was known for not eating for up to like four days at a time. She would eat nothing. And then when she was done with her dieting, she would just, for example, she would eat a steak every day. She would eat steak day after day after day to make up for the days that she did not eat at all. And that's just not healthy. I mean, she honestly, when when you're doing that type of dieting, if you will, if you want to even call it that, it's so unhealthy and it really can contribute to heart failure. And in actually, there was a podcast episode. The podcast is called, you must remember this. It was, um, I believe the podcast is still, you know, out there. And it this there was an episode that they did in February of 2020. And they mentioned that, you know, they addressed Cass's death. And they were saying in the podcast episode that, you know, she basically died from heart failure due to the effects of that crash dieting. Because, I mean, her dieting was so extreme. And then she did, you know, she did take drugs. She did, you know, also have long-term substance abuse. David Crosby, if Crosby still is a Nash, said in his autobiography that he and Cass are very good friends. And he and Cass, you know, they would, you know, do cocaine together and heroin. So, you know, she, you know, did have, you know, some substance, you know, issues going on as well. And those two were a really bad combination. But, uh... As for how did the whole ham sandwich thing get started, well, I researched that too. Now, the very first doctor on the scene, Cass had been asleep, you know, the people who were with her, they they assumed that she was asleep, but it was getting later and later in the day, so they decided to go try to wake her up because she'd been sleeping too long, and that's when they realized that, you know, they found her dead. They realized that she was dead. Well, the first doctor who arrived on the scene examined her and he saw that some people say that the sandwich, the ham sandwich was either partially eaten or it had not been touched at all. Not sure which is, you know, the correct factual, uh, you know, uh, detail on that. But he saw the sandwich and was by her bed and he speculated to the press that that's probably what caused her death. 
And of course, I mean, no autopsy had been done at the time, anything like that. And the press went wild. They took that ham sandwich story and they ran with it. And there are people to this day in 2022. I saw this on Facebook just two days ago. That's one reason why, another reason why, you know, I'm doing this episode today. Because they were talking about Cass. Uh, it was some group that I saw. Or I think it was a Facebook, a friend of mine, their Facebook friend. I saw a post that they put about Cass Elliot, and they were talking about the ham sandwich. And some guy commented, "Oh, well, no, it wasn't a ham sandwich. It was actually provolone and 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 um, provolone and and salami or something like that." And I'm like, seriously, this woman died 48 years ago. And people were still making fun of her. I mean, Cass went through enough being made fun of when she was alive. She went through enough humiliation in the mamas and the papas. And just really, I mean, like I said, just, just trying to be in the public eye. You know, she she dealt with a lot of people, a lot of rejection. Guys who were just using her because of her money, because of her fame, because she had a good heart, but they didn't want her. She actually asked Denny Dordery to marry her, but he couldn't deal with the weight. I mean, he was so easy to have, so easy for him to have an affair with the gorgeous Michelle, but he couldn't deal with Cass's size, you know. And I mean, so she dealt with enough when she was here, but people were still making fun of this lady. I mean, I mean, it's just absolutely appalling. And it's time that it, it it's time that it stopped. It never should have started, but it's time that it stopped. I mean, and after Cass's death, I mean, there were other, also these other crazy death rumors that were out there for a little bit. Like, for example, it was an FBI assassination. I don't know where they got that from. They also said that she died giving birth to John Lennon's love child. Of course, she did have a crush on John Lennon. But I mean, you know, I mean, really? And then her beloved, and I'm saying that with total sarcasm. I'm being very facetious with that. John Phillips, I believe he said this in his autobiography, Papa John, or else he said it in an interview or some other article or maybe all of the above. According to him, she died of a heroin overdose. Another lie. Again, even in death, he's still taking shots at this woman. But the funny thing is that when you talk about the mamas and the papas, who is the one who's the most beloved? Despite the ham sandwich lie, despite the fat jokes, it's Cass Elliot. It's definitely not John Phillips. It's not even Michelle or Denny. It is Cass. Cass Elliot is the most beloved member of that group. She's one of everyone who says, everyone says that Cass is the one who made the group. Cass was the best singer. Cass had the best personality. So look at how it all turned out. This was John Phillips' group, and, you know, he didn't want her in it, and when she got in it, he did her like crap. But look at how it turned out. Who's the beloved member of his group? She is. It's definitely, most definitely not him. But, uh, yeah, that that uh, sandwich rumor, I mean... It, it again, just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, when they did the autopsy, there were no drugs found in Cass's system, and there was no food at all in her windpipe. If someone's going to choke to death, you're, there's definitely going to be food in their windpipe. That's that's it, that's imminent. But neither was the case. No drugs, no food in her windpipe. Now there is, for those of you who do not know, 
China Phillips, Michelle and John's daughter. She has a YouTube channel called California Preaching. It's really awesome. She's a born again Christian, uh, like I am. And she has a really cool channel. And, you know, I go over there and watch her videos. And she has a lot of subscribers, lots of great videos up. Well, she did a video with Cass's daughter, Owen. And, you know, it's about 31 minutes in length. It's a great video. The two of them on there talking and, you know, just talking about the history of the mamas and the papas, talking about Cass. It's funny. Owen knows everything about mamas and papas history. She didn't miss a beat. China knows very little about the mamas and the papas. And it's so funny because, I mean, you know, both her mom and dad were in the group and she really doesn't know a whole lot about the how they got together, about, you know, anything. She's pretty much out of the loop. Owen was on point and she's working on a book from what I understand as well about her mother. Um, now, Owen, and of course, you can find this video on YouTube. I think you would really enjoy it. Uh, it it's, you know, it's terrific to see these two girls who've been friends since they were little kids together doing this episode of California Preaching. Uh, but one of the things that Owen mentions was that Cass's manager at the time, Alan Carr, Alan Carr, I believe he produced the movie Grease. Either he produced it or he directed, I don't remember. I think he produced it, but he was Cass's manager at the time of her death. And he actually encouraged the press to go with the sandwich story because, you know, when Cass was initially discovered to no longer be alive, he was trying to dispel the possibility of drug overdose rumors. You know, he didn't want it to be said that cast, I have a drug overdose like Jimi Hendrix or Janis Joplin or Jim Morrison. So he encouraged, according to Owen, he encouraged this ham sandwich theory, which totally backfired because, I mean, it just really has been out of control. And of course, it's led to so many ugly jokes and punchlines, and it's just been just so disrespectful to Cass and to her family, to her memory. I mean, this woman has a family, people who loved her. How do you think it makes them feel when you're joking about her choking to death on a ham sandwich? Oh, yeah, the overweight lady, yes, she would die from food. I mean, it's just, it's so, yeah, this episode today is to really to come to Cass's defense and to dispel that ugly, disgusting theory that has gone on, that ugly, nasty lie that has gone on for 48 years. Again, I don't know how much of an impact this episode will have, but hopefully it will make some kind of a difference because that's really what I'm trying to do here. So this episode is an honor and in memory of Cass Elliott, Ellen Naomi Cohen, which actually was her real name. This episode is for you. And I just want to say that Cass, I mean, you know, you, there's so many people out there who love you, who miss you. I was only three when Cass Elliott passed away. So, of course, I do not remember her passing. I don't remember her in her lifetime at all because I was so little when she died. Uh, I didn't discover Cass Elliott until uh, close to 10 years later, but I'm a big fan and I have so much admiration for her and respect for her. I love her music. I, I love watching videos of her on YouTube and yeah, she definitely is one entertainer who's very dear and very dear to my heart, very special to me. So Cass, 
this episode definitely for you. And I think that's going to conclude this episode, Two Sisters in a TV. Uh, speaking of California preaching, I feel like I've been kind of preaching myself in this episode, which is pretty out of the ordinary for me because we normally don't do episodes like this. Um, but this was just a one-time episode that we really wanted to put out there. Just felt really strongly about it, especially after what I read on Facebook and after having done the video about, you know, the album, if you can believe your eyes and ears, just wanted to try and clear up some things, some ugly untruths and put the real truth out there. We'll be back with another episode brand new next week. As always, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time and your attention. And until next time, we'll see you all then.